out the season i'm gonna finish out the season and i'll come bits. up with a new bit bits ladies season. and gentlemen bits this i want to start a podcast yeah pro, a bits. pro bits pro jimmy schmitz too pro schmitz i i'd like to step in right at the top here and all right um and just say thank you bailey thank you cj listeners uh this humble narrator is employed again after a very long time and my colleagues here at the pod were kind enough to take me out to a fucking lovely lunch and, and then a disastrous and then a disastrous <laughs> movie so i don't know how it all balanced and then my my football team lost that afternoon like on my way back driving it was back. the energy of so, the film oh my should we tell Which, them i think we should because i i think after we do our shakespeare tragedies we're gonna do an episode on this i think we have to for sure i think yeah. we definitely have to we'll yeah. probably record it soon and, and put it out later but uh, it was D-E-H, y'all. We saw Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> and in case you can't tell, we didn't like it. <laughs> it was I, unpleasant. I felt bad. Well, I... <laughs> We were we were being snarky and bitchy and giggling and making offhanded comments, and I felt a little bad because there was someone no. behind us and to my right that was having an experience. Oh, God. Like, they were crying. And so I don't want to, like, yuck you people's yum, but, like... No, I, and, yeah, here's that's the, thing. the hard part. That's the hard part. <laughs> I, it's not even about yucking people's yum, because we've already done that with Greatest Showman, which I, I would argue is probably a bigger hit. <sighs> This is the fucking podcast that you fucking waiting for. <laughs> so I think we've already like destroyed Pasek and Paul enough that we can we can do a whole episode where we just rip it to shreds. But also it wasn't even so much that I was like, oh, this is bad. It was I was like over and over and over again. I was surprised isn't the word, but I was offended and and sad and not in the right way <laughs> right no i know i agree like that was my experience too is that it was just i felt nothing and i tried to because i went in knowing knowing that it had received bad reviews and had been crapped on for so long and i just was like i, I if this had gotten glorious reviews i would have come in with a chip on my shoulder so mm -hmm. come in open it was like i said it was a lovely afternoon it was a gorgeous day last Plus. saturday it was like oh yeah we went God. to universal city walk we ate at bubba gump non-spawn <laughs> not a sponsor but hey we love them uh i my favorite part was getting done like i was wait i had to pee and i was waiting for the end of the big music the end of act one and it's like boom boom 
Um, and then Bailey and I popped up at the same time, walked out of the theater, walked out of the door, looked at each other, and at the same time said, this is fucking trash. <laughs> trash. I stayed a little bit longer while you guys were peeing, going, uh, I don't know, I guess I'm watching our stuff. But then we as soon as one it. of you was back, I went. I was like, and I never do that. I force myself to sit in a seat because I hate missing anything about him. Hey y'all! I know it's good for my prostate. <laughs> Do you remember how many times I got up to pee during that movie? At least it two was or like three. three or four, right? Four. <laughs> and if I'm being com- if I'm being completely honest, three and four were to like pull out my phone and like have a second. Yeah. <laughs> I never do that. I never do that. No, and I violated like, a lot of my personal rules. Same. And I'll be honest, like I love movies. I love the movies, and I it's really hard for me to i think people are so disrespectful who pull out their phones even in the worst film even in a children's film like i just i hate it so much i hate people who get up i hate people who giggle i hate people who whatever this movie was not even close to anything i wanted to be sitting in and i will i watched the playmobile movie okay (laughs) (laughs) i've watched the weirdest i've watched i've watched the emoji movie Hey, I watched that too. I watched the Goosebumps one and two. Okay. I could get behind those a little bit because I read those books, but sure, same. That's why I saw them. It's it's nostalgic. <laughs> They're still trash. I just think <laughs> this. It's prof- we're gonna get into it. We'll do a whole episode. Hi everyone. Hi. Hi. Let's introduce the podcast because we have so much fun things to do today. And yes. this is this is like our our uh, this is like our finale kind of in a way. And I'm really excited, but also kind of we're sad. gonna blow our loads everywhere. I can't wait. Yes. Um, so welcome. That's good for your prostate. It, it is actually. <laughs> Tell me about it. I'm supposed to rub one out at least two times a week. Welcome to theater theater. On that note, the two theater times podcast. a week. Okay, we have to intro this podcast. Okay. Do it. Drink Go. your Coke Zero free sugar zero or whatever it's called. The news. Sh- we Promo can't code theater theater. Non non spawn. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, here we go. Deep breath. <laughs> Welcome to Theater Theater, the theater podcast for theater nerds, made by three theater makers from the LA theater scene. I'm Chuggin' Butt Muffins. <laughs> I'm CJ Merriman. I'm Scott Leggett. And I'm Jay Bailey Bertram. And each week we get together to discuss, debate, and disseminate the evolutions of the great playwrights by taking a macro look at three of their plays. But we're not doing that this week. What? And it's not an N stuff either. <gasps> what? This is something that we did last season at the end when we felt like we had come to an end. We did 11 playwrights last season. We did 12 this season. Mm-hmm. This is our theater theater curtain call. Exclamation point. Bow, bow, bow. The musical. The musical exclamation point. Exclamation point again. Um, colon the musical. Colon the musical twice. We should so, just do colon the musical. musical. Colon. Well, I guess, colon, I guess technically musical. it's, it's, it is theater, theater, colon, curtain call, exclamation point, two, exclamation point, <laughs> the Don't musical, look. exclamation point. Love it. So what that we do on curtain call is that we actually step through our top tens. We do, it's actually my favorite episode because- you like ranking shit. As you know. Yeah. <laughs> Bailey loves ranking shit. And I'm 
gonna make you put that stinger about 10 more times in this episode if because... we don't hit 10 i'm gonna be just <laughs> we should do we should aim for 10 okay i'm we looking aim forward for to our stinger podcast we should do a whole stingers, podcast on our stingers. stingers ryan musical. thomas johnson let's give him a shout out we always thank him at the end of the show but we really yeah. thank him at the beginning of the show for yeah. our stingers such as bailey loves ranking shit that's my favorite one yeah. uh because <laughs> Bailey loves ranking shit. <laughs> That's right. I love ranking shit. And if you love ranking shit too, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go subscribe, rate, and review this fucking podcast right now. Because we are a family. We're theater lovers. And we need support from you, our listeners. And if this is your first time listening, that's weird because this is the season finale of season two. But hey, welcome yeah. if you are. Uh, but like, just go subscribe. That's so the least you can do. It takes just one subscribe. second. Or yeah. follow or whatever it is called now on Apple. Just like click the, click it. We don't need you on Instagram. Instagram's to find more, more listeners. You're already listening. Just fucking subscribe. Please. Just subscribe. Please. We love you. And yeah. then rate us when you fall in love with us. We... And then review us when you fall in love with us more. Our dream would be for each of us to make $25 per month. Wow. And that would, that's all I would need. I would well, that feel is like what I pay for the Audio Boom subscription. To put this okay. I pay <laughs> so, okay, $28 so, for our script subscription thing. Right. If we yeah. could pay for yeah. our subscriptions, then we'd be. We'd it be would all also right. be fun to quit of, one of my three day jobs, too. Yeah, y'all, this is a lot of inside baseball. All we're trying to say is like, Thanks for the support. Support better. Okay, so... <laughs> Just kidding. We love you. We are going to be ranking things today, though. We're going to be starting with playwrights. And why are we ranking things? Bailey loves ranking shit. You love right. it. I you love it. love it. I do. You love it, um, buddy. I just wanted to say, like, what, 20 minutes before we met up, Bailey was like, hey, if you've got time, listen to the beginning of our last curtain call from last year, which was right after Thanksgiving. The and may I just say, yes, may I just say, I was a babe in the woods and a fucking moron. Like, what? so, no, I just, I learned so much this year from our playwrights. I think I got way better at podcasting and at just having um, ideas in general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. Oh, this is, you know, I've I say I've said it many, many times. And when I talk to people about doing the podcast and why I've enjoyed doing the podcast, it's the discovery of new playwrights or playwrights that I'm not very familiar with. But it's also the rediscovery. It's the ones that you're like, whatever, <laughs> like Ibsen, whatever, Chekhov, yeah. whatever. And then you read them and you're like, oh, <laughs> Oh, this motherfucker knew what they were doing. So well, also um, we branched out too, and we had amazing guests this year. Yeah. And so this year we just we did so many more playwrights because we were able to have guests that had right. we had artist spotlights. better contact artist spotlights too. Right. Yeah, I mean th those are always amazing. But like we had people that had such great context. Raphael, with, with oh my god, oh my gosh, oh yeah. Speaking of Wilson, that miniseries, though, yeah, he was there for all of it. It's he crazy. watched it happen. It I will crazy. say, I have re-listened to that miniseries recently. I did a whole backlog listen over the past few months, just because honestly, I was just bored at work and needed things to listen to. <laughs> and I really feel like if I could go back and re-record that one, I would because I was so caught up with. 
I, I'm going to be completely honest. I was so caught up with not saying anything incorrect because we are so distanced from truly understanding those stories. And yet they still profoundly hit me. But mm -hmm. I felt myself not able to fully verbalize everything I actually felt from them. And I remember even like there was one specific play, which I'll explain again later uh, this play. It's in my one of my rankings. But like I was like, this is the perfect play. And that was like all I could say about it. And when I listened to it, like I never go deeper. I'm just like, it's the perfect play. I like it. I like it a lot. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I I struggled with it a lot, but I also loved that miniseries because it was we got deep and we said a lot of other stuff uh that I'm really proud of. So we we kicked ass this this season, y'all. We kicked yeah. ass. I'm I'm I don't know about y'all, but I'm handling it all better too. Like something switched for me this year and I'm getting much better about just picking up things and reading them in a more timely manner right. and yeah, um, definitely my, my reading i've gotten faster at it I, it's always taken it's always taken me a long time to read a play yeah. longer than than average because i keep i get distracted and digress and stuff but sure. i've gotten much better at it just mm -hmm. that act i have a pit in my stomach about this but i think we need to start i think Let's we need it. Let's to do, do yeah. our top 10 plays because Holy shit Bailey loves ranking shit. That's right. I love it, but I hate it, but I love it. I want to go first. Can I go first? Yeah, go first. Okay. Yeah. And I, if y'all have any of these two, you're welcome to do it, but I have to do this because if I don't, normally I'm really good at killing darlings right now. It's making me sick. So I'm saying some honorable mentions. Is that okay? I Absolutely. have one honorable mention. I think last year you were like, what's what was the surprise play for you? And I have one of those. So. Okay. My, yeah. su my surprise play? Because yeah. let's start with that. Actually, yeah. I want to hear everybody's surprise play before yeah. we do any rankings. Your my surprise play was Sweet Bird of Youth. That was oh. mine too by, by Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Wow, wow, Sweet wow. Bird of Youth. You. Uh, mine was the Unexpected Man. That's, oh, right. you that's my. That. I did. Yeah. I just was like, <laughs> this is so simple. This is so open to so much cool theatricality. Yeah, interesting. And, and yeah, it's kind of stuck with me. It's an easy play to read. It's tight. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that was my honorable one. Of, I ha, I listen. Th there were very few of these that I disliked. Right. Um, and so uh, it Same. was brutal. That's the problem. I, yeah. This is brutal. My honorable mentions, though, because I have to say them. Besides Sweet Bird, sure. You, do it. Do it. Melancholy play. Mm. Oh wow! I got something interesting to say about that. Corpus <laughs> Christi by McNally. Oh. Golden Child by Huang. Uh -huh. LeBlanc's by uh, Hansberry. Mm -hmm. And uh, this didn't make my list. And that's, this is the, this is where we're, this is where I'm at. This didn't make my list. Fences. <gasps> what? Okay. Now, yeah. okay. Right. I, here right. we go. Let's hear it. Number 10. Buried Child. Ooh. That's mm -hmm. where we're beginning. Okay, right. so you All know right. this list is hot. Number 10, Buried Child. Number 9, True West. Oof. Okay. They're right there for me. Number 8, The Bald Soprano. Mm. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Number 7, Hedda Gabler. <laughs> by Ibsen. Number 6, August Wilson's The Piano Lesson. Wow. Okay. 
number five, In the Heights. <gasps> number four. These are my top five, y'all. These are my top girls, okay? Top four. <laughs> Top Dog Underdog wow. by Susan okay. Laurie Park. Wow. wow, there's a lot. Of... Wow. Number three, Book of Grace <gasps> by Susan uh -huh. Laurie Park. Oh. And I'm switching. <gasps> Guys, ah, I'm changing my list. <gasps> what? I'm changing Come my on. list. Hold on. No, I am actually. I have to right now. Oh. <laughs> Why is okay. that, Bailey? Because no, you... I've I've got it. I've got it here. I'm changing this, and don't edit it out. I want to hear that people knew that this was boiling in my loins about that okay number <laughs> number five is gem <laughs> of the ocean okay okay. Oh, okay august wilson's gem of the ocean number four is top dog underdog no fuck oh wait number th shit hold on what did i delete what did i delete okay you have to cut this out no, we're not going to. No, this anything. is great. This is, Triple it. This is going okay. raw. Here it is. All Here right. it is. Here it is. I know what I did wrong. Okay. <laughs> Number six is the piano lesson. Okay. Uh -huh. Number five is in the heights. Number four is gem of the ocean. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. A perfect play. Number three is top dog underdog. Okay. Number two is Book of Grace. Mm -hmm. Number two is Book of Grace. Another surprise hit for me. Uh huh. And number one, Sam Shepard's A Lie of the Mind. Wow. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Wow. It's the one that I've probably known, like truly known the longest. I read it really early in, in theater school and it has stuck to my ribs like a good coleslaw or gumbo. It can be cast so many different ways. It can be taken in so many different directions by a director and every single actor gets to make a new thing out of that character, out of each one of those characters every time. I don't think anybody like has one of those characters set in their mind as like, oh, well, it was already done by this guy, so that's how it's done. Yep, like, that's, I don't think anybody sees it that way, right? And I think that's why it's, Stuck with me so much. A lot of SLP up in there. Uh, wow. You guys had a big reaction to my bald soprano at number eight. Yes, that surprised me. Uh, okay. I okay. yeah, I, I was I was surprised at, at how many that we share, and uh, but in different in different positions. I different think it's positions. really interesting. Yeah. Okay. Do you Come want me to rifle it word. off one more time, or do you yeah, want to go? go yeah, go, okay. yeah, go. Yeah, from yeah, yeah. Go in succession. Yeah. yeah. Buried child, true west. The Bald Soprano, Hedda Gabler, The Piano Lesson, In the Heights, Gym of the Ocean, Top Dog, Underdog, Book of Grace, A Lie of the Mind. Nice. All right. That's my list. I'm not, I'm, mad sticking at that. I'm not mad at that list. To it because... Bailey loves ranking shit. That's right. So let's... Uh, who wants to go next? Who wants to go next? CJ, you go next. I'll go next. Um, okay. I, I just want to say that I made this... I, I kind of went with the idea that Scott did last season in that it was which plays immediately popped in my head because, you know, those are plays that obviously I remember immediately. Yeah. There was that, but also some of them are selfish picks. Like, I would love to do this play or I would love to see this play. And then others are 
this play totally blew me away and I don't know why it's not being done everywhere right now. So yeah. it's a mix of all of that. Yeah. Okay, so number 10, Streetcar Named Desire. Nice. Ooh. Nice. Nine. I don't know if you noticed, but I didn't have any Williams on my I list. noticed that. Okay. Uh, 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 nine, A Doll's House. Ooh. Mm. It brought us way too much for me to ignore that play. Sure. Yeah, um, sure. Eight, Buried Child, which was a complete selfish pick for me. What a good a play, good, though. It's a fucking great play. What a it good is. Just, play. And it still endures. And that's another one you can Sorry, do my anything old cat's with. Yelling at me. Also, one of, of my shame. favorite uh, miniseries that we've done, uh, Sam Shepard, a.k.a. Cowpod Mouth, a.k.a. Uh, Fuck. There was a hundred different names. That we <laughs> yeah, there was a lot. Buried was a cast. Lot. I don't know. <laughs> um, a pot of the mind. Pot of the um, mind. Seven in the next room. Ooh. Um, another selfish pick, but also I kind of love uh, the sharing of information when it can be done in kind of a fun and gentle way, and yeah. I dig that about that play. Yeah. Um, six was fences. <gasps> Uh, yeah. five book of grace. It's so good. It is true. West is number four. Wow. Uh, that was a purely selfish pick, even though there's no way I could do it because of my vagina. Uh, no, you can true. do it. You no, Sam Shepard said with that play, no, no women. No, cast. no, no. His, his estate, his estate wouldn't let a specific production happen. Really? I thought that was one they where they were like no, no women. Okay, no. okay. Well good. They said West. they went and saw it and it was they were doing other things that were they changed they fundamentally I don't want to change it. I just it. want to play both the yeah, parts. No, I think that, <laughs> right. I think that's potential. Okay, so four was true West, pure selfish pick. Three, M Butterfly. I said mm. it in our last mini series. It is I since nineteen eighty nine our idea of gender identity has cha has evolved so much and also just considering all of the even more so developed bigotry against Asians and particularly Chinese. Yeah. I yeah. just it's I just think it's perfect and I yeah. love Huang, but I'll get into that. Two, pure selfish pick, art by <laughs> Yasmina Reza. And my number one that just knocked me, it, it both knocked me on my fucking ass and also I'm dying to play a part in it, is Le Blanc. Oh, Give me that wow. role of Charlie. Oh, wow. It's another play that I'm like, we need to be doing. These are the conversations we should be having right now via stage. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm going to rifle that back to you because this Do is it. an interesting list. I'll also uh, tell you, I didn't have any um, Hansberry or Reza on my list. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So sad. Okay, here we go. Number 10, Streetcar. Nine, Doll's House. Eight, Buried Child. Seven, In the Next Room or The Vibrator Play. Number six, Fences. Number five, Here's Your Top Girls. Book of Grace. Hmm? True West. M. Butterfly. Art. And LeBlanc. Yep. Ooh. No, nice. it's a hot list. It's a super hot list. Super hot. Uh, M. Butterfly I re-listened to the Huang episodes, and I, I didn't give enough love to it because I really do love that play. I think the reason why it falls off for me a bit is because of, like, I think I've known it too long. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's, it's been in the zeitgeist for there, there's one right. that There's one that I think you both mentioned that didn't get on my list for the exact same reason. Yeah. Mm. 
I've known and, it for too long. I've been exposed to it too long. Which is interesting because that's also kind of the reason I gave for A Lie of the Mind being my top is that I've known it so long. Right. But it's, it's like different things. It's sort of like I've known A Lie of the Mind so long like as a student of theater. In Butterfly, I've known just as a human. I feel like it's it's just in the mm -hmm. ether of the society, right, of right, the world, totally. which is great. And I think exactly what you're saying, Siege, it's uber important. Mm -hmm. And... I think if I was basing my list more on that, it it probably would have made it there. And I think Yellowface would have been at the top, like closer to the top of my list. Yeah. I love that play. Mm -hmm. um, but this was my, yeah, I forgot to give sort of my uh, reasons, but it, it was all just mostly like what sort of stuck to my ribs. I think I mm -hmm. did say that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Skirt. Uh, all right. So um, in, in following up on, my bit from last year. Here's the correct list. Ah. Uh, <laughs> That's my bit from last That's year. That's fair enough. Wow. Um, so <laughs> I do want to start off with an asterisk and and touch upon what that play is. And that play for me is True West. Um, it, it just came along right as I was coming up and I saw, I've seen so many people do it and I love it. I think it's brilliant and, and magical and it's inspired uh, a lot of plays, but that's my asterisk sort of didn't make the list, but, and there's others too, but that one in particular. Okay. You ready? Yes. Number 10. Mm. M butterfly. Yeah. Right. Number nine, a streetcar named desire. Oh, wow. Mm. That was sieges. Number 10. Okay. I just close. couldn't ignore Similar. it. I just couldn't ignore <laughs> it. Yeah. Number eight, ma Rainey's black bottom. Yeah, what a good fucking Oh, play. man, I fucking love that play. It just knocked that me out. That should have gotten an as, uh, honorable mention from me, too. That's a good fucking play. I love that Goddamn. Uh, all the monologues, all the moments. Uh, fantastic. Um, number seven, Hedda Gabler. Yeah. All right. Number six, Art. Fucking mm. just loved it. I just yeah. loved it. Here are my top five. <gasps> Your top, top girls. girls by Carol Churchill. By Carol Churchill. I'm Carol Churchill, and I'm here to hear about you. I love Carol Churchill. Give me a point. You think Bailey likes rank and shit? I love rank and shit so much. I'm so sorry, Carol Churchill. We'll all burn in theater hell for that. She's here. What are you talking about? What? That's her. <laughs> Number five, In the Next Room, or The Vibrator Play. Wow. I just wow. stuck with me. Um... I thought it was beautiful. It was distinctly for me as a cisgender white dude. I felt that I was listening to a woman's voice in a very unique way. And that made me empathize in, yeah. in a way that a lot of other plays didn't. Yeah. Number four. Top, top dog underdog. Yeah. What a good play. Mm -hmm. It's just... It's just fucking great. What a fucking playwright. Yeah, right? What a fucking playwright. What a fucking playwright. Um, number three, The Bald Soprano. <gasps> no kidding. It's, I think it's universal, and it, it may outlast all of the plays that we read this season. I, it could be done in right. 100, 150 years because it's yeah. reflecting so much back, and, and it works in, in what a great multiple play. languages. Oh, I love Truly. It. And it, it that... Honestly, like there are lines, like non sequiturs, like not even lines that matter that like even sort of play in my head sometimes. Like that is a a classic upon classics, and I want to direct it so badly. It oh yeah, sense. yeah, okay. totally. Number two. Number two, 
My cats Hurry. are fighting in the bas- background. I apologize. <laughs> uh, I thought it was sexy going on. Kind of yeah. hot. Yeah. yeah. Number two, Buried Child. Mm. I think it just uh, it, made it rifles through, and I think it made all of our lists. Yeah. I what mean, was your number two? You cut out. I'm sorry. Uh, buried Child. Buried Child. Buried that was my number child. ten. Yeah. That was CJ's number eight. So you got it pretty high up there. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm I interested did. to hear I about think that. It, I, I think it just is, has endured. Uh, I think there's a timelessness to it um, and a specificity to it, but I think you can do so much with it and the influence that it had um, for a, a lot of the other playwrights on this list is huge for me. Number one, mm. the piano lesson. Yeah. All right. I just, I, uh, I've got, I've got two Wilsons on my top ten, and I probably easily could have had a third one, but yeah, same. The piano lesson just, it just knocked me out on on, and we'll talk about it more as we talk about the playwrights. I just, all of those characters sung. All of those characters just got to me, and I was I was with them in a way that few plays affect me. I, I loved it. I fucking love the piano lesson. It's a phenomenal play. It's my number six or seven. Um, not looking at my list, but shut up, cats. Shut oh, up. Mine's Meow. yelling at me right now too. Meow. Hello. Listen. Meow. I know you're doing your podcast. I had something to tell you though. <laughs> No, you're doing your podcast, but I gotta talk to you. I need to speak to you right now. My old cat wants fucking six, nothing awesome. to do with me until we're recording, and then she's screaming at me. Of course, of course. Um, so we have a lot of similarities here. We do. We yes. have a lot of a lot of great crossovers. What's what's the number? What one? Which ones are on all three of our lists? P, uh, buried child. Everyone has. Buried Child. Mm-hmm. Everyone has True. No, you don't have True West. Scott. I don't. That's an I do for not. You. Yeah. Um, that's the only one that is a crossover for all three of us. Now, Interesting. Here are some double ups. Okay. You okay. both have Streetcar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do not have any Williams on this list. Now that killed me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sweet Bird of You was a big, big one for me. Uh, uh, and I, I, I do love Williams. It's not that I don't love him it's that mm-hmm. somehow these plays were just they stuck with me more and and again it might be my familiarity with him that i'm just sort of like yeah yeah williams and i did rediscover things but i don't know uh you both have in butterfly mm-hmm. yeah and that, both... that may have been may have been because of uh you just location because we sure. that was the last play right we did but i think cj nailed it for for me as well there his commentary on masculinity on femininity on uh politics especially specifically chinese politics and and then of course uh, racism um in general and and especially asian versus European mm-hmm. and those power dynamics and perceptions and stereotypes. And he pokes, he takes a swing at all of them throughout that play. Yeah. Really loved it. Yep. You both, ha- uh, excuse, uh, excuse me, Scott and I both have had a gabbler. Mm-hmm. I had doll's house instead. Mm-hmm. I was more turned on that one than had a, yeah, totally get that. Uh, 
Scott and I both had Top Dog Underdog pretty high up. In fact, I think we both had it number four. Indeed. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, and I will say, I wa- I, a Book of Grace knocked me on my ass so hard. And then I think it was when we talked about Don Cheadle and Jeffrey Wright, their production of it, and just the dynamics they had in that. I appreciated that play so much more. But to be honest, I read one extra play when we did SLP, and it was In the Blood. And I liked that one almost even better than the ones we did. In the Blood is great. Uh, also, it's the American play, America play. Oh, yes, yes. Is phenomenal. And yeah. I read that after. And it it's, I mean, it's probably her best play. Right. So it's kind of, I mean, people would say Top Dog Underdog, but I don't know. So it's sort of like, yeah, that, which also that the other plays I've read by these people have more bearing in the actual playwright rankings. Yes, you know yes, I mean? for me, for yeah. sure, yeah. Uh, you two also both have art and vibrator play. Uh, mm-hmm. Two playwrights I do not have on my list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had Melancholy Play. No, that was a shout out for me. Oh, oh, my bad. Okay. It's cool, not on my cool. list. I did shout it out, though, because it's one that I saw once and fell in love with. And then I hand to people all the time and they mm-hmm. always fall in love with it, too, usually when they're not like studying it analytically like we are. You know, like they usually are just like, how delightful I love this play. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I Here's, do love it. Can I, I don't can I think it's better necessarily than Vibrator Play. It's right. just I love it. Can I, yeah. can I insert... That the melancholy play was the only play that I could not recall out of all of our playwrights. When I sat down, I mean, it's uh, and I was like, "What was that?" Yeah, it's also like set in a void, and there's really no plot. You know what I mean? It's kind of a hard one to remember unless you've seen it, in my opinion. Yeah, maybe because my my memory of it is not from reading the script; it's from the production I saw, where I like those those beautiful designs are like ingrained in my brain. So I think that's also why I love it so much. So a little bias there. Um, shut up, kitty cats. I love, I you love deeply, it. But please shut your whore mouths. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we're pro-ho, pro-sex work. Okay. So <laughs> uh, before we do our playwrights, because this is going to be hard. Uh, playwrights is actually harder for me. It's, oh, for uh, sure. Oh, it was brutal. I waffled some. Right now. I'm waffling a bit right now even. Okay. So <laughs> uh, I do want to ask you all, though, we did some fun and stuffs. This yeah. 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 We're going to be doing a lot more. I want to know what your favorite movie that we watched was this year. And that can be from an N-Stuff episode or from a bonus episode with Pam. What was your favorite? Or if you want to give a top three of your favorite movies. I mean, top three would be best because... Bailey loves ranking shit. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I'm not sure. making it easy on you, Scott. No, no uh, it, it's literally going to be copy paste. Copy yeah, paste. Perfect. Find it. Cut. 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 <laughs> insert. Um, cut. Insert. But I want to um, hear what your favorite movies were. Man, it, I'm trying to remember them all because I didn't go back and do any specific rankings for those. Uh, I think pretty clearly my favorite movie that we watched was Birdman. Um, yeah. I, I, I really, that movie, that movie still sticks with me. Um, I was surprised at Showgirls. Agreed. Showgirls? <laughs> yes. Agreed. But, but more from the research that I did and then watching it through the filter of, of some of the things that I had read made me go, Oh, like people have this wrong. And people have this wrong, like in, <laughs> in, in two directions. 
Um, and then, oh God, what what else did we watch? Here's a list. Oh, you ready? oh, in the in oh. the heights, in the heights, in the heights. Yeah, in the heights is great. Which made my top ten, y'all. We didn't talk about that. Mm. Yeah, we. Yeah, it made, it's like my number five or six or whatever. It's my number six. I I love it. I love it. I still I've been listening to the soundtrack this week to like not feel crazy. It's really fun. I love that show. I want to see it on stage really badly now. Here, here. Uh, here are some sh- movies that we watched to refresh your memory: uh, Birdcage, La Caja Fall, Tommy, Birdman, Waiting for Guffman, Showgirls, Shakespeare in Love. All of the Star Wars movies, <laughs> Park, the right stuff, talk radio, Holy oh, Mountain, yeah. High School Musical, The Great Race, El Topo, Greatest Showman, Greatest Show. I I actually did scribble down some notes so I can rattle these off pretty fast. Favorite movies, and I hate to say it, they were all my picks, but it's because they're all kind of warm, enjoyable blankets. Yeah, Shakespeare in Love. The Great Race and Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Yeah, uh, great. Surprise favorites that I just I'd never seen before, and I loved Waiting for Guffman because I was ready to hate it. It was that right. thing where everyone was like, "You haven't seen it. You, you need, to, it. See you it. need it. to see it." So I was worried I was gonna hate it. I didn't. I loved it. And then The Birdcage was a surprise. Like, oh, I fucking love this. And then movies that I never need to see again are Jodorowsky shit, except I will watch the Dune doc anytime, except my eyes might roll into the back of my head. Um, and then Birdman. It's a beautiful movie. I just didn't care about him is all. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. I uh, I don't watch movies to care about people. I think maybe that's different. <laughs> um, but I will say uh, my tops were, uh, I loved Shagirls. That's my number three. That was fun. Uh, I loved... Uh, I was gonna make a joke about Great Showman. I'm not gonna even waste my breath. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Guffman, Birdman, those are up there for me as just like in the pocket. Like might be in my top ten movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Birdcage is like my actual probably favorite movie. So that's that's up I there. I loved it. I'm so glad you had us watch that. Somebody yeah. watched it for the first time recently. And posted on Facebook how they hated it. <gasps> they couldn't well, even get it. Sean Sweeney did. Was it Sean Sweeney? It was Sean Sweeney. He's Sweeney. a an fucking asshole, dweeb anyway. Sean Sweeney, um, I you're should, an asshole. I should do a shout out. Um, Who doesn't know what the fuck was, you're talking about? It, it was my pick, but. Um, Talk uh, radio. The right stuff. Right stuff. Yeah, right stuff was a blast, especially because we did it right around Sam Shepard time. Yeah, so it was yeah, like a yeah, perfect, yeah, yeah. That's like, why you picked it, right, Scott? Bonus app. Yeah, it was, it was so yeah, good. It was, a common, it was that, and that it's a nexus of so much, so many talented yeah, people sure. that have worked. In, <sighs> I want to kiss Ed Harris in that movie. Right? Yeah. Sexy as fuck. Uh, I will so say, hard. I mean, even though, I mean, clearly it made me feel things. Jodorowsky. What a fucking experience for me, because it reminded time. me. That's too... what it is. It's like it's not. It's not something you throw on in the background. It's <laughs> it's, it's something that you are going on a journey and. Well, I don't and know. Sometimes rough. I put it's El rough. Topo in the back just for shits and gigs. It it <laughs> vaguely it vaguely reminded me though, and I'm only remembering this again because I just listened to the curtain call from last year. Was when I read Sarah Kane last year, mm. particularly cleansed even though her stuff is is violent anyway, that one is in particularly brutal and hard for me to read. I just remember reading that and my heart was thumping and I was like, my breath was shallow. And that's that's how I was with Holy Mountain the whole time. It was for 
kind of the same, but also different reasons. So yeah, I mean, I will always I, remember watching Holy, Holy Mountain with you guys. That's I think, for sure. I think I even invoked Jodorowsky while we were doing that Sarah Kane series. That it, these, oh, yeah? that, that they felt like plays that, that were experiences that you that weren't necessarily pleasurable. Uh, right. That you would go back to all the time, but that that were dense and brilliant and beautiful in their own fucking ways. Yeah. Right. So I think it's time. Yeah. I think it's time. It's time. I really love doing this uh, because. Bailey loves ranking shit. Uh, I do. I love ranking shit. I'm oh God. I'm nervous. Why am I nervous? Like my palms are sweaty. Because <laughs> it, it was hard. Like it's really hard. Sweater like... already. Mom spaghetti. He's nervous. He's <laughs> on the surface. He looks calm and ready to drop bombs, but he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. So he's gonna look in his notes. <laughs> you only get one shot. You know. It's true. Okay. Why don't we go in backwards order? So uh, Scott, you're gonna go first. Are, are go, we doing all of them, or are we going to rotate? All of them. Oh, oh, what do you think? I don't know. I could do it either way. We could talk through. Let's try it. What? It, this is probably weird, but I think we should try it where we rotate it, where we go 12, 12, 12, and then I'll read them back to us as we okay. should, sure. at the That's end. Good. That's good. That's kind all of right. fun. Okay. Yeah. So and I have a little let's all start with I, number 12. All right. Who's? Do you want me to start? I'll do it. What? You have a snippet about what? No, I I have a little snippet for each of our playwrights. Like me too. I have a little a, note next to not, like not a deep player. thing. We can talk. I feel like we can get into big conversations when we're all done. Yeah. Or no, just say your little thing. All say right, your little cool. thing now. Right. I think that's better. I'm right. gonna say my and then little I'll, thing. Yeah, and then I'll rifle it off at the end so that it's a, a more concise. Okay. Sure. Sure. All right. Ready? Yes. Yeah. Number twelve. Lin Manuel Miranda. L M M. Uh, um, yeah. Here's why he he doesn't have enough yet yeah. to assess, and one of them was the worst thing that we read. Bring yeah. it on the musical was the <laughs> oh, worst shit. thing that we read, and it absolutely. was the only thing that absolutely made me mad. Um, In the Heights and Hamilton are brilliant and beautiful. To be fair, Lin Manuel Miranda did not write the entirety of that book, nor did no, he no, write no, most he, of no, that no, 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 absolutely, even right. so, it was trash. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I just, uh, I'm just gonna need a little, let him get to five or six, five or six plays, musicals, and uh, then we'll uh, we'll bump him up the list there. there then we we'll, uh, yeah, we like Hamilton on this podcast. We don't yeah. stand Hamilton no. though. Yeah, no, correct. And that's okay, well, well and that's put. allowed. Well put. That is allowed. Okay, so uh, we understand what it's doing, and that's the, we appreciate it for what it is. Okay, uh, Siege? Uh, I have Ionesco at 12. Oh, wow. Um, he what? gave theater... Uh, he, gave... <laughs> <laughs> he gave theater so much, and I get that, uh, but I just, I enjoyed his stuff the least. That's all. You say that now, he's the only one who's going to outlive all of these other playwrights. <laughs> I do I? disagree with that. Yeah, I do. Um, but you okay. got to, you, no, you're, you're not wrong. There's nothing wrong. <laughs> Let's this bring is the it fun on. of it. This is the fun of it. All right, Bales. I, okay. My uh, number 12 is Sarah Rule. Ooh. Now, I disagree. <laughs> Yeah, that exactly. <laughs> now, Sarah Rule, I have a love for. Like th this is the thing. We're this is the impossible task. 
I've, I've <laughs> given us the impossible task because all 12 of these playwrights are phenomenal, even oh including God, yes. like, Oh my yeah, God. I, really I have zero regrets it. about studying any of them. Yeah. Absolutely. What well, a good well season. Said. Fuck. Yeah. We yeah. killed yeah. it. Okay, number number 12 for me is Sarah Rule. Yeah, and I don't have anything else to say about it except that, like, Eurydice didn't hit me like I thought it would this time. Um, Melancholy Play I really like, but and Viber Play I think is a great play, but I'm just not, it's not my, uh, I don't know. It's my, not my bag. My, yeah. my thing with her Holy. was that she felt, like I said, Melancholy Play was the only play I couldn't remember. Yeah. And in glancing back at it, I'm like, this just, it just feels like, graduate work uh, graduate student sure. work and i don't mean to disparage that i just personally feel that that the, the where we are at, as theater as an art as as a commerce in the united states of america that that's the wrong way to go um and so yeah but the vibrator play in the next room made it to my top 10 list so yeah. yeah melancholy play is a delightful little fun um romp um besides that not my thing okay number 11 scott terrence mcnally whoa are you sure I, about that you want to change your mind no okay. I, I i hemmed in hot here's why no he's great and, and i i enjoyed all of the work eh, ragtime was i could take or leave but um oh, ragtime I felt like lips together, teeth apart, felt old to me, like time had passed it by. Uh, and same with Corpus Christi. I admire them both. I think Corpus Christi is the one that could be reinvented and is, is certainly the most profound of the plays that we read. But I also was just like, I feel like this, this was cool 15 years ago, but you know, bolder stuff has been done. Yeah, it was a hard one because I just, I dig his work. Um, eleven for me, Terrence yeah. McNally. Oh wow! <laughs> and it's, Terry. It's, this, it's the same thing. I I think he opened up the door for discussion about so many things um, that made people uncomfortable in the eighties and nineties. And I think I mean same thing with Ionesco for me. He opened the door for so many new works and so many new artists to come out. Mm -hmm. But for McNally, same thing. It's just he's been surpassed. That's all. Yeah, he has too many things that I love as Bailey, like not even as like an art, sure. like, like yeah. Full Monty and, and Corpus Christi, like sure, kind of has a place sure. in my heart. Yeah. It's kind of hard yeah, for me yeah, to yeah. let go of those things. Corpus Christi also has uh, spawned a new play idea for me. Um, cool. I'll tell you guys about it. It's called The Lineage of Jesus. Okay, so um, I'm just kidding. I don't know what it's called yet. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, Number 11 for me, sorry. Yeah. L-M-M. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just that, like, you know, Hamilton isn't... I, I don't love it. I thought I would. It's not super my thing. Um, I love all my friends who are involved in it. I love that it took what it took to make it happen. I love that it provides so many jobs to so many people of color. I think it's an a, incredible thing. Mm-hmm. Not my thing, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh... Plus a million other problems with it. Uh, uh, I do love In the Heights, and I do hate Bring It On deeply. But I think you're right. I don't think he's done enough. I don't think we can get we can put him in the pantheon of these people just yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but he's yeah. just slightly because of In the Heights making my list. I had to put him a little above rule. Yeah. Uh, okay, number ten. 
Number 10, this comes with a series of asterisks, much like Sarah Kane last season. Mm-hmm. That the volume uh, of what was left um, wasn't enough. It's Lorraine Hansberry. Um, Ooh. Yeah, it, it hurt. Because Raisin in the Sun is a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece that still holds up um, almost you know 60 plus years after uh its original debut um uh, i love le, le blanc um sydney brewstein's uh uh window was eh, eh, it was fine it was a little messy but i i just you know she we lost her when she was 30 what 36 34 yeah she's very yeah. young and you know what we would have gotten from her um so uh so that ranking comes with an asterisk yeah totally understood siege uh 10 lin-manuel miranda everything y'all said um i just he's he's young he's got time um and and there's no doubt about how great in the heights is and and the hamilton music is fun i hope as he moves on he continues to grow and i think it's just knowing the history behind hamilton that was left out um i hope I, he has time and he has a ton of backing and excitement behind him. He's got yeah. more time to make even yeah. better stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my number 10 is, and this might feel a little low, but I could not justify putting her any higher. Uh, Yasmina Reza. <gasps> now, I I do, I like art. I think it's a very good play. When you, when you, what you said about Sarah Rule, Scott, is a little bit how I feel about Reza sometimes. Ah, um, sure. Where I'm a little bit like, oh, I, I feel like I've read plays like this that were like someone's first outing and then they took it further. She kind of has stayed in that um, understated tone that I like. Unexpected Man is very interesting. God of Carnage, I love. Art is is good. I do like art a lot. I think as an actor, I love art. As an right. actor, I live yeah. for art. As a reader and as a human, I don't know that it sticks with me as much. But Reza, number 10. Mm -hmm. Number nine. Number nine, Sarah Rule, for the reasons that we've already spoken about. Yep. Siege? Uh, I had Tennessee Williams. Uh, wow. If we didn't, if, if I love him, if we didn't have him, we wouldn't have Shepard or Let's. So I think that's true. Yeah. Beige. <sighs> My number nine is McNally, Terrence McNally. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're all kind of in this similar. But yeah, all of us are kind of right there with it because it's you know I just I didn't want to put him lower personally. I didn't want to, but I think you know that's about where he lies. Number nine. Uh, okay, number eight. Number eight, this, this one hurt, but I think I may have overthought this based on some things, um, and it's David Henry Huang. Um, mm -hmm. uh, M. Butterfly made my top ten plays list. Um, I, I, I think I may have weighted him because I didn't want to give him too much because he was the most recent playwright we did. Mm -hmm. Um but I, you know, he was also, um, you know, strongly influenced by, you know, some of the other playwrights that we're going to hit later or I'm going to hit later. Um, I, I loved him. I, there's there's nothing I there's nothing dis disparaging to say about any of his plays. And I think he's a super important voice. And it's just where it kind of fell for me. Yeah. OK, eight for me. Ibsen. 
Um, he gave so much to theater and plays, uh, and I admire him because I, I admire him because he is not an only an artist that evolved with evolved his his writing with the times, but you could see that he evolved as a person with the times. He kind of reminded me of Beckett a little bit mm-hmm. in that way. Sure. Yeah, I feel that. And you were very surprised by Beckett last season. I remember mm-hmm. Siege. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised Plus. by Ibsen? Yeah, I think it was just reading. I think it was just reading Pierre Gint, and then and then going oh, yeah. over the, into the a doll's Gint house and Pierre Gint Gabler, pulled him down. You know? Remember down. how much we hated Pierre Gint? <laughs> you guys well, hated him. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I didn't. When I talked it, it over with you guys in the show, I was like, "Oh, okay, all right." But no, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Bailey, what's your eight? My number eight is also David Henry Huang. Now, okay, uh, I so yeah, don't feel too bad, Scott. All right, I, thank you really love i want to see golden child so badly in, in case i didn't say that enough times on the oh wrong God, episode yeah. i just want to see it and i think as an artist like i'm less excited about them because i don't know that i'll ever really get to work on them but i'd love to produce them they're they're the kind of plays i'd love to put in a season if i was an artistic director yeah. and that excites me and i don't think eight out of 12 is a bad spot no you know what i mean because yeah. top six here, we're talking, you know? So this mm-hmm. is this is pretty, uh, you know, I, I love him. He's great. Okay, number seven. Number seven is Yasmina Reza for me. All right. Um, yeah. Um, I loved all of her stuff. Uh, you know, we kind of touched on it. Bailey, your, your points are well noted. And the reason, and this is what I wrote down, that she kind of fell kind of right in that middle part was, she doesn't have a masterpiece. Right. Like all these other folks like got masterpieces like in their even the manual. Yeah. Yeah. And like it, but all of her plays are really good, but I, there has there been a big evolution has she taken a step or tried nothing new things or different things? No, but what she's given us is fantastic. So, yeah. Love to death. Number 7, Siege. Uh, Sarah Rule. Uh, I love a woman that writes about and for women and particularly on topics that make people uncomfortable. So I really dug that about her. Where? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Number seven and number six are like sort of parallel for me. It was really hard for me to choose this one. And I have like arrows going back and forth and I don't know which one is pointing to where now I'm just, it's different. So I'm going to go with in this moment, number seven is fuck. Yes. Number seven is Lorraine Hansberry. Okay. Now, the reason actually is mostly because Ibsen has had a gabbler on my top 10 list. That's the one thing that puts him a, a barely over her. I think you're right, Scott. I think she didn't get the chance to do enough. That's the worst fucking part about it. Yeah. But I have also uh, the luxury of having seen Sign and Sydney Brewstein's Window live at Oregon That's Shakespeare right. Fest with That's a right. phenomenal yeah. cast. And it blew my mind. So I loved that play, I think, a lot more than um, you may have. And then LeBlanc's is like kind of her masterpiece like mm-hmm. if we're talking about masterpieces i think that one is like like i think she would have gone up from there obviously but that one the fact that we have that in our possession as artists is incredible um okay number six number six for me was tennessee williams um wow yeah um He's brilliant. He's got multiple masterpieces. This is the irony of this of this positioning. He has multiple masterpieces. Night of the Iguana, though, which was one of the three that we read, 
um, was a slog for me. Yeah, and I didn't like not, it so much. It that was, was the one where we were like, just cut the second act. Just cut yeah, the second act. Like, yeah. Um, and then there were things that in it uh, in terms of, you know, social propriety that uh, I don't think endure anymore or that we can uh, accept anymore. Or, you know, the, the you know, a 50 year old man with a 16 year old girl is, is a little much. So um, and then he just has a lot of junk like that. Late, <laughs> the, well, he's got the early period, which we didn't touch on. But there's, you know, there's five or six early plays before Streetcar. that are just kind of like meh. And then the later ones, he gets weirder, more experimental. He takes some more risks, but you can also feel the alcoholism and the depression yeah. uh, and the anxiety catching up with him. So, yeah, but it's fucking, he's Tennessee fucking Williams. He's going to, he's, he's written better plays than I ever will. So there you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, six, Williams. Uh, six for me was Hansberry. I mean, Le Blanc knocked me on my ass. I yeah, fucking That was your number it. one play. Yes, it was. Um, mm -hmm. Raisin in the Sun is a beautiful play, but it's the same thing. She died so fucking young. She had yeah. so much. I mean, I I would have loved to have seen more work from her, which here, is here. the reason why she's not higher. 30 to 40, 50 more years, she would have been at the top of all of our lists, guaranteed. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, my number six is uh, also Tennessee Williams. Oh, uh, he didn't get any on my list. Sweet Bird of Youth got an honorable mention. Um, you know, Streetcar is a classic. Can't can't yeah. deny it. Yeah. Um, Sweet Bird of Youth was really exciting to me. I really liked it. And then um, also watching Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, the movie for the first time, was really <laughs> fun for me. So uh, yeah, Williams number six. And it was our fav favorite story of the year. Yeah. Oh, and the the right, which yeah, the Hattig Adler Tennessee Williams Maggie Smith story. Go back and listen to it. I'm not going to retell it. I think I've told it four times now. It's so, so, great. so number five, this is our top girls. Our by top Carol five, Churchill. our top girls. Here oh, we go. Hear your top girls. All right, here we go. Number five, Enric Ibsen. Ibsen. Yeah, man. Um, I. I think that he's this high. Well, Pierre Gant, I, I, I just fascinates me as as a theater piece and the potentiality for it and the fun that artists could have fucking with it. But reading it was hard and long. <laughs> she the, cried. And not and not in the great. You know what else is hard and long? Yeah. What girl? Uh, Angels in America. God, it, it is. You're right. You're right. Um, and number one play from last last curtain call. That's right. That's right. Um, and uh, but Hedda and Doll's House just uh, are still fucking great. And it was it was it was he this Henry Ibsen was probably my Arthur Miller from last season. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. was, or this season's Arthur Miller, the rediscovering going, God damn, like Doll's House is hot. Like yeah. Hedda Gabler is hot. And again, going back to what CJ had said is in recognizing his evolution and I'll, I'll take it one step further siege not only was he sort of recognizing the world changing i think that he was a voice that was pushing the world to change mm. in, in a lot of ways mm -hmm. and because like it was just not the world to change. it was just unheard of like people rioted because of the notion of a woman leaving her marriage yeah. and leaving her children and um they edited that shit in germany they did but <laughs> yeah right. ibsen Number five. Number five, Siege. Five. Uh, I had Reza. She writes roles I would kill to play, and she wrote plays I love to read. Damn. Wow. 
Mm. Quote of the quote of the season. Uh, <laughs> number five for me, Ibsen. Same reasons. Uh, you know, whether it's true feminism or not, the things that it's done, it's beautiful. Okay, Hedda uh, Gabler also made my list, so you got to get him yeah, on. Yeah. Number four, 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 Scott. Number four is Susan Laurie Parks. S L P, undeniably. And I have to say that the only reason she wasn't higher was because she's still alive. <laughs> so oh, wow. uh, okay. it just like she got more to do. She yeah. got more to do. She got more to do. And, and, and the good stuff's coming, but like, uh, you know, we got, we talked about, I think when we did her episode, we talked about in 2017, the New York times theater critics put together their top, top 25 plays of the 20 past 25 years, the best plays since, uh, angels in America and top dog underdog was on top of it. And I keep being reminded of that, like that there's a universality to that play that just blows me away. Venus is just gorgeous and theatrical yeah, and Venus. different and weird. And, um, uh, and then They'll read Book more of... SLP. There's so much good SLP mm -hmm. in the blood is so good. Oh my and yes. Book of grace, book of grace. Uh, okay, number four, Siege. S L P. Wow. Um, I admire her. Bow, bow, bow. I admire her honesty and her grit and like it's just I her stuff was so good and she had she had a, in the blood was one of them and there was a book of grace was another one she had moments in her plays where I was just reading them and I was like <gasps> like I had moments where I was like <laughs> what so yeah. yeah she's she's beautiful and lovely and, and I loved her her poetry and her use of metaphor is just. I don't know anybody else around right now who's doing that. Mm -hmm. So good. Beige. My number four is uh, the man himself, Ionesco. Word. I love him. He's great. I think uh, Bald Soprano is, like you said, Scott, it's just, it's kind of undeniable. And so are all the chairs. I, Rhinoceros. I mean, especially right now, 2016 to 2021, Rhinoceros should have been produced at every theater. Like, I don't know. He's he's brilliant and his wordplay and the absurdism and the f the kind of fun you could have as a cast and a director working on Bald Soprano. Come on, uh, number three, everybody. Number three is uh, Ionesco for me. I just there you go. Think that there's just a universality to his stuff and a fusion of humor and philosophy and morality. Uh, and like I, I said when I, when I did attacked CJ earlier, I, just, <laughs> I honestly think that he'll probably, it, with this group of playwrights, arguably he will outlast them all. Uh, I think Rhinoceros will be done in 100 years and will have the same impact. So. Yeah. Siege? Uh, we're on three. Uh, Shepard for me. Shepard. Uh, he writes roles I would kill to play. And also, I just think he's a bit of a fucking prophet in playwright form right that's true yeah the amount of times during that mini season where we're, we're like we should have listened you should <laughs> listen or there's gonna be corn growing in the back of your yard God, damn and it. now there is corn in the back of america's yard <laughs> it's baby um, it's dead baby corn dead baby corn mm, dead uh, baby agreed. corn um this was hard for me this was hard for me to put this person at number three but i had to do it based on a lot of things okay number three august wilson <gasps> Yeah, it's tough. It was hard for wow. me, but the two of you haven't mentioned him yet, so I don't feel bad because it means right, he will right, be right. up high. <laughs> um, all right, go ahead. N number number two. This is this is big. 
This is big. It's Guys, big. I love this. Hey. Yeah, it's fun. Hey. Uh, uh, <laughs> insert stinger, stinger here. here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listeners are, I think we're at like 10. I think we may have been 10 with that. But anyway. That'd be nice. I doubt uh, it. I bet it's ten, like nine exactly. Ten we're gonna stingers. Have to, yeah. I'll let you know. I'll let you know the count as I'm done mixing. Okay. <laughs> uh, number two is Sam Shepard for me. Um, he's a playwright. He's probably, he was probably the first playwright that I discovered as a student of theater. Yeah. And that he has stuck with me. If you look at that whole body of work, and we didn't really do his early stuff where it's a little weirder and a little bit more experimental, a little bit. But man, you know, the, the those three that we read, I mean, they're, well, A Lie of the Mind might not be done quite as much as it should be, but certainly Buried Child and True West are, they're undeniable. I mean, they're just undeniable. And, and there's what so an much, actor and what a babe. What an actor. And he was <laughs> what hot. What a babe. What a was, big old he was, babe. He was hot. And, and, and his spank, influence. Spank. Like, if we don't have spank. Sam Shepard, we don't have David Henry Huang. We don't have Susan Laurie Parks. We, we don't, don't have Tracy have Letts. Tracy Letts, for yep. sure. Um, and God knows, you know, how far and vast and wide that, that net is. But, yeah, and he, and he was doing it up till the end, so. Yeah. Love him to death. Siege. Two, David Henry Huang. Um, I love this writing. I was hoping he'd get a high rank in percentage. Yeah, he's so compassionate and funny and intriguing. And I love how he marries history and family history and personal history with modern day speech. Yeah. It makes it enjoyable. It makes it accessible. And I feel like everyone could learn something from his plays. He's definitely one of our most important living playwrights. I would argue. Without question. Yeah. And he's got time. He's got more yeah. shit that's going to come out and impress the socks off of people. So yeah. he's incredible. Um, number two for me is also Sam Shepard. Hmm. Uh, Sam Shepard, uh, first show I ever directed, Cowboy Mouth. Uh, Lie of the Mind was my top play. True West and Buried Child made my list. I couldn't not put him up here. Yeah, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, what's your number one, y'all? What is it? Number one is August Wilson. Wilson. Uh, now, I will say uh, I did get – I was so excited about this that I did get – Scott real drunk one night at the plunge right. in Hollywood and made him tell me his top play. Playwright. And I stuck with it. I did say, I was like, that can change, but I don't think it will. I think that August Wilson has replaced Eugene O'Neill as the greatest American dramatist. I think that cycle is a yeah. masterpiece and I can't, I couldn't honestly, and I, I, this isn't being hyperbolic. I really thought this through. I don't know of any other playwright other than Shakespeare that writes so specifically for each character in rhythm and pattern and language and slang and, and, and yeah, he's my number one. Uh I Wilson was also my number one. Um, I had so much to learn from him. And I will say after we did our Wilson miniseries, I went to good old thrift books and I bought all of the Pittsburgh cycle and I read all of them. And I put piano lesson on my list because it was my favorite of the ones we read. But I would say from the cycle, mm-hmm. my favorite plays of his are um, Seven Guitars, which I'm dying to see at A Noise Within. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked Jitney and I really liked King Headley II. Like those are actually yeah. my favorites of his. Yeah, Jitney's, Jitney's great. great. Jim of the Ocean is sort of 
in my opinion, like almost the better version of Eurydice. Mm. Oh. Does that make sense? That sort of journey to the other world kind of like, I don't know. They're not the same. I don't know why I compared them, but in my head, I was just sort of like, I I think it's better. Okay. I love Jim in the Ocean. Uh, I love everything about Wilson. I think those are great number one picks. My number one pick is the playwright that surprised me the most, the playwright that I think is going to change the world even more than she already has, the playwright that I hope to meet someday because hopefully there will be ways to produce her works in theaters that we all work in. Wink, 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 potentially. (laughs) I love her to death. She had two plays on my top ten. Her name is Susan Laurie Parks. Awesome. Yeah. I'm obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with her. And I sometimes I listen to her sing that song that she sang at the beginning of I think it's episode two of her miniseries. Yeah. yeah. Go back Mm -hmm. and listen to it. We we put uh, her singing a little song in there. And sometimes I listen to it when just like for fun because she's really great and it's calming. Uh, I love her. That's my number one pick and I'm sticking to it. You guys want to hear these rifled off real quick and then we'll get out of here. Let's hear it. Okay. Scott, your number ten, excuse me, twelve, is Lynn Manuel Miranda. Then Terrence McNally, then Hansbury, then Rule, then Huang, then Reza, then Williams, then Ibsen, SLP, Ionesco, Shepard, and Wilson. Yeah. That sound right? That's right. Perfect. Siege, Ionesco, Terrence McNally, LMM, Williams, Ibsen, Rule, Hansbury, Reza. SLP number three is Shepard, number two is DHH, David Henry Huang, and number one is August Wilson. True, correct? Yes, okay. And mine number 12 is Sarah Rule, LMM, Reza, Terry McNalls, Huang, Hansbury, Will I Ams, Henrique Ibsen, uh-huh. Ionesque. Poe, August Wilson, Sam Shepard, and S L to the P. Yes. Susan Those Parks. are yeah. worthy lists. Y'all. They are worthy lists. We did a good yeah. job, y'all. We did a yeah. phenomenal job, in fact. I think yeah. that and, was uh, so much fun. And I love I love Let's rank hosts. <laughs> <laughs> each other. Let's just rank each other. Um, yeah. Number three, Scott. <laughs> number three for me, Chuggins Butt Muffins. Chuggins Butt Muffins. What He's asshole. number four for me. Hey, Chuggins, uh, what's your top five? Number five, Sarah Rule, because Vibrator uh, Play fucking rattles my brain. Number four, Lin Manuel Miranda. Lin Manuel Miranda, because Hamilton is my favorite musical. And you love Bring It On. Bring It On is my second favorite musical. <laughs> Number three, Ionesco, just to piss off CJ. <laughs> I am pissed, Chuggins. Number two, Terrence McNally, because Corpus Christi is what I touch myself to at night. <laughs> Not as funny as I thought it would be. Is this also the movie? It's of the, it's of and G- number one, yeah. Yes, it's, yeah, it's Fontaine. Come on. Hey, I'm funny. Oh, stop it. You, you're, you're, very funny. you're very funny. You're a fan. Uh, but it was a, a hell of a season, y'all. And it was. It was. It was Ooh, a lot of great stuff. We should also give a shout out to all of our our guests. We we had Raphael Clemens. Yeah. We had uh, we had Hila uh, Packet. Hila Packet. 
Catherine Washington. Catherine Washington. Um, who else did we have? Did we ha- we had Kelly? No, that was last season. Kelly Williams came oh, on we had for Pam SLP. Again. We had Pam multiple times. Our God, Pam. <laughs> um, I think that was it. That was it. That and it? then we we had a few uh, artist spotlights as well. We did Rebecca, and we had Burglars of Ham. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Albert, for listening all the time. Yes, thanks, Albert. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was it was a hell of a season. And then we uh, we get we get to do our Shakespeare tragedies. Yeah, I do want to tell y'all just because I have the analytics here. I want to let you know that uh, yeah. our our top uh, ten most listened to episodes of this season. Okay, uh, which by the way, our listenership it, this season compared to last season has gone up eight hundred and fifty one percent. All right, sweet. That could be better. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> we didn't start out great. We're a slow um, burn. Our top ten are Carol Churchill. Even though that's from wow. last season, it's right. gotten uh, a ton of uh, listens. Arthur Miller. Now these are older, so they're obviously getting more. But Arthur Miller, Shakespeare's comedies with Tim Kopak's part. Two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the one. Okay. That was the sweet one. That's the one everybody wanted. Number seven, Sarah Kane, part two. Wow. Number six, Lynn Manuel Miranda, part one. That makes sense. That, that tracks. That does track. Number, especially because In the Heights had come out right around the time. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number five, Eugene Ionesco, part one. All right. Okay. You guys right. just in for rhinoceros. Yeah, it's because it's because you got multiple language speakers. Yes. Who know him? Yeah. Oh, probably. Yeah. Number four is our trailer. Fuck you all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll listen to the number trailer. Number three. Number three. Uh, in line with our rankings, Sam Shepard, Part One. All right. Oh, right on. From yeah, this yeah. season. From this season. That's a fin- and Ionesco, Miranda, and Shepard are all from this season and have gotten incredible listens. Uh, number two, to pair with number seven, which was Sarah Kane, Sarah Kane Part Two. Number two, most listened to episode, Sarah Kane Part One. Wow. They liked the fun wow. facts that we did. They all like the Sarah Kane and the Golden Girls <laughs> facts. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. And then number one, and this is kind of interesting because this person's in los angeles right now are uh, on tour with my fair lady the number one most listened to episode from this past year has been the artist spotlight with sarah quinn taylor yeah nice. you're talking about that she's a deep friend of mine i'm sure she promoted it pretty well but also it's a it's a great app because we're friends we're old friends i think we got it's into hot. some tea about like wichita theater and about some la stuff and like she's just the fucking best and she's been on broadway so she's got the tea she's got the the all the things to say and she's a badass uh i've said that three times she's the best we should have her on as a guest we're going to she wants to be on either uh rogers and hammerstein mm-hmm. or uh something else musical is what she said okay mm-hmm. yeah Go but i think keila also wants r and h so we'll see see what we can do all right have them all both. right Maybe they can um, have a battle royale. Oh yeah, it. Keila can come back anytime. Yeah. Whoa, CJ. That he's was handsome. You're into it. He's <laughs> handsome. <laughs> also, he's talented and interesting and smart. Too, really smart and brilliant. Yeah. I want to give some love to some some of our top cities. Our top five cities are Melbourne, New York unknown which means people in caves are just listening to us across the aisles okay. of the world uh number two sydney thank you sydney and number one los angeles 
Uh, we appreciate you. Australia, LA. huh? I love yeah. that. Our top. Well, I'm going to read our, our top uh, uh, six countries because this is interesting. India, Germany, United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, United States. All right. Thanks I'll all. Take, we appreciate you. It, yeah. Yeah. In Malaysia, India, Germany, United Kingdom. Uh, you're all the freaking best. Thanks for listening in on some Los Angeles-based theater talk. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff coming up. We're going to be doing a Dear Evan Hansen episode. We might be doing a a, 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 a Marvel. Am I allowed to say that? A Marvel yeah, why not? based episode, series of episodes. We're going to kind of like fill the next few months with in stuffs and bonus episodes and artist spotlights and things like that. We're not going to be doing some playwrights for a while. Is everybody okay with that out there, listeners? Are you guys okay with that? We're 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 wrapping up our season and we'll 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 fill it with some fun stuff. I feel like but, we should um, do some holiday inspired stuff, like some good Christmas musical movies or something. I'm gonna make you watch the live Grinch special that they did last oh, year. I'm on, in. Man. I'm come in. On, Just as long as we can come do it together, on, I'm in. Bro. No, bro. I'm gonna make you guys do so many fun things. We have a lot of stuff planned. It's gonna be a freaking blast. Uh, but we're gonna do those soon. So thank you for joining us for our curtain call. We we love you. Fuck, mouths and butts are the same. Mouths and butts are the same I, things. I, they're the same thing. <laughs> no one's talking about it, and they are. I find us you're on talking Facebook and shit, y'all. Find us on Facebook. Find us Instagram. on Instagram. We're going to be coming back with, oh, Shakespeare's Tragedies. Um, we're we're going to do our interim break. So the, the Shakespeare's Tragedies are coming up. Titus Podronicus. Tidecast Podronicast. Titus Podronicast. Po- Doesn't matter. Titus Podronicus. <laughs> Uh, are you are you having a stroke right now? I did, yeah, <laughs> just right. now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Titus, get you Titus Titus Proctonicus. We'll see you in we'll see you in 2022. We love y'all. We love ya. Subscribe, rate, review. Thank you, Ryan Thomas Johnson. Pam, Pam, Pam Quinn. You know who Annie actually Baker. wrote this episode though? And it's usually <gasps> Annie Baker who we were were gonna buy a beer someday. But actually, you know who actually wrote this this episode? No. Who? Carol Churchill. Carol fucking Churchill. Churchill. Guys, I don't have a I don't have a show tune in me today. You guys got anything? No, I've Last still Saturday night I got married. Do me it. and my wife settled down. Mm-hmm. Now me and my wife have parted. Gonna take another stroll downtown. There she is. Yeah. Irene, good night. Irene, good night. Good night, Irene. Good night, Irene. I'll see you in my dreams. The theater, the theater. Theater.